dropping a cost from 40 to 20%, for example, not the smartest move, right? For, for multiple reasons. And if a client wants that within a month, sales are going to drop substantially. So I think it's all about coming up with a strategic timeline to help them reach those goals. Hey everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Ad Project Podcast. Um, today, I'm really excited for the episode. So we have Kylie Jarvin in from our team on. Kylie, welcome to the podcast. Yeah, thanks, Joe. Thanks for having me. Um, very excited to be on the podcast. It's been fun to watch it grow over the past about year and a half. So excited to, to join in and tune in with everyone. Um, yeah, so just a little bit of a background on me and how I found my way to add advance. So most of my experience has been within e-commerce. So I, my time prior to Ad Advance, I was at kind of a well-known women's fashion retail company. They're headquartered um, here locally in Duluth with us. And really what I did there is helped manage the navigation of the site. So why shoppers buy what they buy, and then how do they find it? So a lot of what I did was placements of ASINs on the website and then analyzing how that performed. So it kind of ties with what we do here on the PPC side. But yeah, I have been with AdAvance for, gosh, two years will be coming up sooner than we know. So it's been a lot of fun and yeah, just happy to be here. Yeah. Uh, so today I wanted to have Kylie on the podcast since Kylie's worked with a number of our clients and we get to the question quite a bit, how is it, how do we best work with different service providers, like say an ad management company? So if you're a seller, what's like key ways to set yourself up for success overall? And so we've had a lot of learnings as we've gone on. We've seen some relationships that have worked really well. Others that we've had to learn from as we go and then help to kind of course correct. And so there's certain pieces that we've taken away that really helps out with that client relationship and really helps to build that team overall because you're hiring your service providers to be parts of your team and they should be helping you grow your business and help you achieve your goals. So just wanted to get Kylie's perspective on kind of what she's seeing that makes for a successful relationship. And so maybe to kind of split it up, maybe we start at like the, the start of the relationship. The relationship. So when we're onboarding a new client, kind of what that looks like, and then we can work from there. So any, any key things you've seen kind of from the initial stages that you feel really set you, set us up for success? Yeah, absolutely. So right off the bat, after you go through what typically is probably a screening process, regardless of what agency you're working with, you'll be um, assigned an AE most likely. And right off the bat, the most important thing is to provide as much information as possible. Um, I always tell my clients, no information is bad information, especially in the beginning. The more I know about your company, your brand, your products, the better. Um, and no one knows your products and brand as well as you do. So any information is, is definitely key. Um, yeah, and I think that's been a big piece too. It's like sometimes sellers will come into the relationship and then just assume that the service providers will know best. Um, but there's a lot of key pieces that we need to communicate on the front end. And so some sellers are much more focused on really sales expansion and margins aren't as critical. Others are very margin and ACOS focused. 
there can be products that are at different life cycles. So, you know, some that are just getting launched, others that that are well established, just the viewpoint on um, how these different products are going to do, like how much do we want to invest in each of these individual products as we go. And so I think just really being able to communicate what those key goals are. We look back at some of the times where we've had rough starts. It's just because we haven't been aligned on what those key goals are or just getting some of that context for say some of the products and how we should approach them. I feel like just being able to really communicate from the start, like you're saying, is so critical just to make sure that we're in alignment and moving in the same direction. Right. Absolutely. And a perfect example of that would be, let's say I take on a client, we, t- we have our first call right away. I want to know who my point of contact is, who should be getting the reports, who I should be setting up a monthly meeting with, right? Because communication is key. But I also want to know high lo- or in the weeds of the product. So let's say three products, maybe they each have different ACOS goals, or maybe they have different goals overall, product launch versus a mature product. We're going to be handling those differently. And I might not know um, within the first couple of weeks exactly where each of those products are. So that's the type of information that I think is critical within the first few months right and then from there it kind of transitions to to other information that's really valuable yeah so i think another key piece like you hit on is just from like the product standpoint too Mm -hmm. so as a seller like and you know i started as a seller to developing your products like if you work with an agency you're still going to be the most knowledgeable on your products you developed it from the start you really reviewed competition and everything too however you should really count on, say, your agency to be looking at what the competition is and really bring in a fresh perspective. Because there's a lot of nuances in how we set up these keywords or the product targets or the strategies in general that, you know, once we have that context on major keywords or major competitors or different pieces, the more information that you can give from the start, it's just going to help. And so a lot of people will ask, like, well, do you do the keyword research or do I do the keyword research? And really, the best case is we're both doing it together. You're going to provide a very detailed, good perspective on the product itself. We should be providing this nice outside perspective, looking at the product. And sometimes it's actually better to not be as familiar with it because you look at it more like the customer looks at it. And then being able to combine those two approaches together to really put together solid target base, meaning keywords and products, and really a solid strategy overall. Absolutely. Yeah. Another, even identifying which brands you believe are direct competitors, super helpful. Like I mentioned, maybe the first week, I'm not sure who your direct competitor is. That's something that I'm researching and doing. Maybe I am identifying different competitors than what you believe are your competitors. So it's really cross-analyzing both of our information and seeing what overlaps and going from there too. So what do you feel like, it, so the initial periods when we're signing on a new client and the seller has hired us, like, there's a huge amount of trust that needs to be built. Like we're spending your money and managing a big piece of your business. And so we're always really focused on establishing that trust overall. But are there any ways that you've seen that, that really helps build that trust? Because they're taking a leap of faith with us. Um, and so we need to establish that trust very early on as we go. Oh yeah. And it's key. And I think the key word that you keep saying over is build 
trust isn't just given, you really have to build that. So although we may know that we're the experts, we have to make sure that they feel and trust that we are the experts. So the three things that really stand out to me to build trust is being open, being honest, and being transparent. And the thing is, is that's a two-way street. That goes for us, that goes for them. And being open about strategies, maybe trying some new things that you haven't tried before, being open to our suggestions, being honest about company goals and objectives, being you know open and honest about inventory levels, product launches, and then just being transparent. And that can mean many different things. Being transparent about how you feel how things are going and being transparent about if there's any disconnects, right? Because we don't want any disconnects. It's really hard to build that foundation of trust if there's any disconnects, right? So I always try to tell my clients, if there's ever anything, just make sure you're bringing it up, good, bad, pretty, ugly. I want to hear it all. You know, and I think... One example that comes to mind as I'm talking that really ties in all three of these is I once had a client who we had um, a great partnership and we worked together for, for roughly a year and he came to me with, hey, Kylie, I want to lower my ACOS. And in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, okay, we're already beating your ACOS goal and your tacos goal. So I just, I felt like there was this kind of disconnect, like maybe he wasn't being completely open. So I went in and was trying to be fully transparent that is there something more behind this ask? Because at the end of the day, your goal is my goal. And if I don't know your goal, I don't know which way I'm marching. Anyways, I was able to twist his arm into that he was actually wanting to lower his ACOS because he thought that that would make his brand seem a little bit more appealing. He was looking to sell his brand. And hearing that, I have 100 different light bulbs going off, 100 different strategies that I know we should be doing instead, right? And I guess just always be transparent with whoever you're working with because I guarantee you there's so many things that they could do to help you get to that goal. And for this client in particular, he felt a little guilty for wanting to sell his brand because at the end of the day, he knew that him and I wouldn't be working together. So he felt almost a little bad for me, but that's not the case. He shouldn't be thinking that way. And by the end of our conversation, by being open, honest, and transparent, we were able to come up with a list of strategies to really pivot his account to look more appealing and to really show off the strongest assets within his brand. So that's just one example that that comes to mind. Yeah, it's really um, that context really behind some of these asks and adding, asking those other questions too. You know, and, and like you can tell, I mean, we have a very open culture here. And so we, we don't like to spend time just trying to analyze what people truly mean. Like we would much rather have people just bring it out in the open. Like if there are issues, let's talk about it. Let's address it now. And so I think that's so critical too, that if you're hiring on an agency and you have concerns, you should feel comfortable bringing them up. And if you don't, I would really try to get yourself to still bring them 
up. And if they're taken well, like that's a good sign that you're working with the right people. If it's not taken well, if they're not accepting feedback, like that's a tough spot to be in. Because if you can't openly communicate with the people that you're hiring to be a member of your team, it, I feel like that's where a lot of these pieces really break down. And so, you know, if you're getting defensive responses or something else like that, like that's, that's a tough spot to be be in and so we really love just getting the full perspective like give us the context give us what you're really happy about give us what you're not happy about and then we can really use that information to help tune what we're doing to make sure we're fully aligned it always seems like a key part of the battle from the start is just making sure that we have a full understanding and we are going in that exact right direction like the context that you just brought up being able to sell yep if we knew that that earlier like there's a lot of different pieces we could implement to help that strategy and just digging into that extra context i feel like really helps provide us make sure that we're meeting their goals right absolutely yeah, yeah and, and it's funny because i feel like that that's happened a few times where a client has felt guilty about wanting to sell their brand and to me i think that's such an accomplishment sure. you know and it's always fun seeing a brand the, the full cycle Right. And sometimes we still end up working with that brand in the long run. So, yeah, never, never feel guilty or anything like that. Transparency, openness, it, it's all for the best. It really does create the foundation of trust and trust is is key. Yeah. It probably looks a little weird from the outside, too, because we've had celebrations where we've lost clients, but we've lost them because. They started out just like I did, like growing their individual brand and grew it up to this big brand. And they had a huge payday selling it to an aggregator or somebody else. And I don't know, there's nothing more fulfilling for me to see that and see somebody else's life change and just know that we were able to help them along that journey. And so, yeah, it's kind of strange for us to take a look at it and be like, man, why, why would you be withholding that? Like, we're excited for you. Like, this is awesome. But, but I totally get it too, because they're thinking through like, well, yeah, you might not be working, but I don't know. At the end of the day, you got to have fulfillment in what you do. <laughs> There's nothing cooler than seeing somebody grow their brand and being able to sell it. Yeah, yeah such an accomplishment yeah. too. Yeah. What do you feel about like communication? And so what's like typical, I, I know it's probably going to be different for different clients as you go, but what have you found for like good ways for communication, like cadence, like how do you usually set that? Yeah, absolutely. So right away in the beginning, what we call the lining out period. So when we onboard a client four to six weeks, communication is is critical. It's always critical, but especially within those those first you know six weeks, right? So I for me, I'm always going to be sending updates. Maybe I within those updates, I'm asking questions or even permission. So maybe you're hitting budget at noon. I'm seeing that we're within your ACOS target, right? So then that leads a, a profit gap. So I'm asking, hey, I would recommend we increase budget by 20% for an example, right? If I don't hear from you in a few days, in my eyes, that's a few days wasted, right? We could be doing so much more in the account where there's so much potential, right? So. I think just having that that's that good communication, developing that strong communication line right away is key. It's critical. From there, 
I love to go ahead and jump on a monthly call, right? Because I want to be transparent about what I'm seeing in your account and being transparent about where your opportunities are and where I think we could really take things. Of course, within that month, we're still talking over email. You're still informing me about product launches. Maybe you have goals for broken out by quarters. I'd love to know because I love to work towards a goal and... Like I mentioned before, I want to make sure I'm marching in the same direction you're marching, you know, otherwise there's that disconnect. So communication's key. Zoom meetings are even better. I like to be able to see my clients face to face. Makes things just a little bit more personal. I like to kind of know them on a personal level. I'm, I'm very passionate about my clients. So yeah, I think just making sure that there's, there's never a, a, a stale moment of communication, right? My goal isn't to flood your inbox by any means, but I want to let you know where, where things are going and uh, what's going on within your account. So, yeah. And another piece I think is really critical from the start, too, is setting initial expectations and also really defining ownership. So that's another key value that we have is ownership ownership and making sure that we have clear ownership for, you know, anything that happens here. And then everybody takes responsibility for what they own. And so as you're going through and talking through like what's within scope or what are you going to be doing or when are you going to be reaching out to the client for permissions? Like for instance, like daily budget, you know, that's a piece where you'll set the initial daily budget and then say, Hey, if I see an opportunity, I'll come back to you, but that's where I need your confirmation. How do you set those initial expectations and that ownership up front just so your clients are clear on exactly what you've got and then what you don't have? Yeah, absolutely. And that's a great point. So right away on the, the, the first call that we have, I walk you through your weekly report, what that will look like, give you a rundown of what each page means and what it will entail and when you can expect that. For us, it's Mondays. And then I go through on, you know, what, what I need from, from you to make sure that this is going to work in the long run. So just like Joe was saying, ACOS goals, um, setting up that monthly meeting. <clears throat> I cover items that, <clears throat> excuse me, I cover items that we cover, right? So PPC, sponsored ads, DSP, all of that. I also will cover things that are outside of our scope too, just to kind of get that out in the open. So listing optimization, video creation, those in inventory management, those are pieces outside of our wheelhouse, but I always create a space where if they need that information to not hesitate to ask, right? Because we're all in the Amazon space, everyone has contacts and whatnot. So I kind of set expectations Give them, a, give them an overview of the resources we have at their fingertips. And then I also touch on what's outside of our scope. Again, trying to diffuse any possible disconnect in the future. Sure, sure. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And I, I think it's critical from the start, too, if you're bringing anybody into your team or hiring if any different service provider, like advertising management, making sure you're really clear, too, on what the scope is from the start and understanding, okay, is, is listing optimization included with this? Are you going to be looking at my inventory? 
inventory? Like, if so, how are you going to be managing it? Like all these different pieces, making sure that you have really clear understanding on who's got what. Because mm-hmm. if there's any gray areas, I mean, this is why we we take ownership so critically or we, we take it into account so much here is that any gray areas, things can fall through the cracks. And so we need to make sure that we've got clear ownership. And then at that point, we know it's going to get done. And so I, I think that's a critical thing when setting up any relationship with, that you're working with, making sure that there is clear ownership, you've got scope well-defined. Because if you don't, there's going to be misunderstandings. And you could have two people working on the same thing, or even worse, nobody working on the thing that they should be working on. So that's a key piece that we definitely have to take into account as we go. You know, any any tough situations that you've run into or any learnings that you've had that you've had to incorporate in as you've gone, like, and, you know, any times where like a client relationship hasn't worked and any key reasons that you can kind of pinpoint down to what that was? Yeah, yeah. I've had a couple where client relationships didn't work out and both times and were due to unrealistic expectations. And really in hindsight, right, because everything has, you, you learn from everything. So for me, in my early days here at AdAdvance, I just grew from that and realized, okay, I should have been more transparent, more open about what they could expect, right? Because everything really comes back to being open, honest, and transparent. So I think hindsight, if I would have told them that's a great goal, but however to get there, let's do X, Y, and Z, because dropping a cost from 40 to 20%, for example, not the smartest move, right? For, for multiple reasons. And if a client wants that within a month, well, sales are going to drop substantially. You know, there's a lot of negativity that can come from doing that within a month. So I think it's all about coming up with a strategic timeline to help them reach those goals. So to me, I think unrealistic expectations tends to be the cause of many lost clients in in this space, but I think there's ways to work around that. And that's just coming up with a strategic cadence. In any case, we've, we've run into that. I think it always comes back to us too, you know, in not setting those expectations right from the start or not painting the picture right from the start. We do have instances where I feel like we have done a good job at painting that initial picture. but then we didn't get the full context on what was expected from the client too. Mm-hmm. And that led to like down the road, they weren't happy. And it's, it's like, well, wait a second. Like, you know, I thought we all agreed on this piece and now I'm hearing a completely different goal. If that's the case, we can get there, but there's other outside consequences to that too. Like for instance, dropping a cost from 40 to 20% may make sense in certain cases if you're really struggling for margin but you should expect some sales declines to come along with that too. And I think that's a key piece why like, you know, when people are reaching out to us too, we had to turn away a lot of people. And the key reason is that if we're starting to feel these unreasonable expectations, meaning that with the constraints of advertising, it's going to be tough to say, cut your ACOS in half while expanding goal or sales 4X. You know, we'll, we'll get that and it's like there's no magic bullet to be able to do that and so i think i totally agree in every case that we've run into that 
we probably didn't paint the expectations enough or dig in enough to the client to really understand what their true goals and expectations were. Mm -hmm. And so every time we've encountered that, it's a good learning case that, you know, anytime we lose a client, we go through it and we talk through it together and figure out, you know, what was the key reason? What can we learn from it? And that's really, (laughs) this is why you talk about transparency and openness so much because we've learned from these different times where for whatever reason, and we didn't come on the same page and we weren't in alignment. And that's, that tends to be where we have issues with client relationships. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, I agree on that. The only other thing that I can think of, of a common reason, maybe why a partnership wouldn't work is if we never hear from them, sure. communication is key and everything if you want something to be done correctly. And so, yeah, I would just say keep the communication open. If anything changes, you know, make sure to let us know. And then once that trust is built, it's, I feel like the foundation is set and, and we set ourselves up for a good partnership. Sure. Yeah, we've had some cases where somebody is hiring us and we're trying to reach out to them to just confirm, say, you know, advertising is going really well. It would totally make sense to increase budget by a bit. Or... There's these different products we found we're not even advertising for. We'd love to start advertising for them. And we just never even get confirmation back or responses. And so I, I think another key thing is if you're bringing somebody on, just know that like we're going to be taking a lot of it, but we still need confirmation. We need that alignment as we go. And without that communication, it makes it really hard. And in some cases, it can be frustrating just because we know that the sellers that we're working with are leaving an opportunity on the table there. Yeah. And so I think that community, again, it comes back. So, you know, just to kind of recap this episode, really, it all comes back to communication, building that trust through transparency, and making sure that we're aligned on goals from the start. If there's any concerns, bringing them up right away as you go. And then making sure that just from the expectation standpoint, that everybody is painting the full picture, there's constraints we we work around every day within PPC um, and Amazon DSP. And so just making sure that those are completely open and that, all right, here's our options. If we go this way, here's the second order effects of that and making sure everybody's on the same page. So if you can establish all of those key pieces from the start and you're working with the right person who can also provide that performance, I think you're going to have a long-term lasting relationship that's going to really help you hit your goals. But like anything, it takes a lot of work to get there and establish that trust. Now, yeah. so any any other key pieces that you had? No, I think that that summarizes. Just be open, honest, transparent. Make sure clear goals are set so that you're all marching in the right direction and and go from there. I mean, yeah, trust is everything, especially in in the Amazon world. So yeah. Well- Kylie, thank you for joining the podcast. It was awesome to have you on. And for everybody who's listening, again, thanks as always for listening to the Ad Project podcast. Um, If you're listening on a device where you can give us a review, we would love a review. That'd be awesome. Or feel free to come check us out on social. If there's any content that you're definitely looking for, let us know and we'll, we'll put on the next episode. So thanks again for listening and we'll see you on the next episode.